Shooters, you are now in your prep time. Your prep time has ended. With the magazine of 15 rounds, make it condition one weapon. Is the line ready? The line is ready. Shooters, firing five rounds in a time limit of 60 seconds. Stand by. Contact. That's pretty cute, huh? That don't worry, that won't be in there. I won't be in there. Here you go. You can. Oh. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gunny G with Pit Talk, pulling pits and opinions with your obviously with a special guest. But before I get there, um, go ahead and like and subscribe. Follow us everywhere your podcast, Apple, iHeart, Spotify. All that good jazz. And then on on social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, if you like to debate me, that'd be great. But we have a very special guest by the name of First Sergeant, newly promoted, congratulations, William Zahorak. Oh, wait. <laughs> My bad. Wrong, wrong one. No, that's not it. There it is. There it is. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, give him <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. I didn't know we were going to do sound effects. Like you like that? How that, huh? that caught you off guard, didn't yeah. it? All right. Hey, well, well, yeah. excuse me, real, ladies and gentlemen. I know first sergeant from way back when, so we're going to keep yeah. it a little bit uh, unprofessional. Informal. Well, informal. Yeah, I like that better word. Military. Yeah, that's good. Uh, informal. Be professional. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> will uh, go ahead and. Uh, let the hearers or the 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 listeners of the podcast hearers. Wow, I'm a little nervous too. It? Jesus. Anyways, the listeners the of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. The listeners of the podcast. Um, where you're from? How long you been in? You know all the mm-hmm. good stuff that they want to hear. Yeah. No. Uh, obviously, first sergeant Zahorik. Uh Right now, I'm a first sergeant with Third Reconnaissance Battalion in Okinawa, Japan. Um, I'm from just outside of Chicago, Illinois. So it's a it's. Born in Hoffman Estates, kind of moved around a little bit with schools and my mom and uh, all that stuff. But uh, Addison is my home of record right now, Illinois. Um, yeah, I've been in for about 16 years, started my career as an artilleryman, moved into the field of intelligence, um, did that for 12 years as a uh, satellite imagery intelligence analyst. Uh, decided I didn't want to do Marine Corps intelligence anymore. Hey. And uh, went the rank of first sergeant instead of master sergeant. Just felt like uh, if one thing was always going to remain the same in the Marine Corps, it was going to be taking care of Marines. And so I was, I, that was that was a given for me to put first sergeant down. So, uh, so. where where did I reenlist again? Yeah, I, well, we got I got I got plenty of crew planners. <laughs> <laughs> they, it's great. We're, that we're was right. that we was sweet, Will. That was sweet. Yeah. What's well, the truth? 
That's, uh, uh, as we get into the subject, the truth is really what we're going to get down to. I'm, absolutely. I got you. Okay. Oh, okay. We'll take it easy now. Take it yeah. easy. Um, where, are you, uh, <laughs> where are you at right now? You said you're in Okinawa, Japan? Yeah, in the middle of this wonderful typhoon. I know. Yeah. I see the news. I'm sorry about that. It's ruining your weekend it's for sure. It's a great duty station. <laughs> I could get fired for that. No, you can't. Okay. It's it is a great no, duty station for ones that like the island, I guess. Yeah, Jeez. It's, it's your near realm of preferences. Yeah. If you want to live in a third world country? <laughs> go for it. Ah, uh, shoot. <laughs> so let's let's get into it. Well, um, where did uh where do we meet? Go ahead and let the listeners know where do we meet at. You and I met as drill instructors. Ooh. I think I was on my first or second year as a drill instructor when you got to the depot and we were both in the same company there, worked on the same team several times uh, at different capacities. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, that was, that was where we first met. And if anybody knows, like those, those relationships are, are definitely close relationships because of having to be with the same people over and over and over again for that three years. So some of, the, like, some of my greatest friends came from artillery and some of my greatest friends came from the drill field. You happen to be one of the ones that came from Aww, the drill field. Oh, so. that's sweet. Yeah. Is there one of those, yeah. like, all Don't buttons? hit a button. Oh, I okay, feel like bad. you're not. you got to label your buttons before you start hitting them. Sometimes I do it on purpose. Sometimes it's accidental. But, you know, on that this yeah. this instance, it's definitely on purpose. Lighten up the mood a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so we met as, a, as hats. Uh, those stories will be for a later time off air, right? Yeah. But... I'm glad that you take the time to uh, take your time to be on the podcast. I appreciate it very much. And uh, I think the Marines at the lowest level would like to hear, even though you're still brand, brand new first time, right? You're still getting your feet wet a little bit. I, I, is that yeah. is that fair to say? Um, no, of course. I mean, being humble is important. Yeah, I, I picked up first sergeant uh, a month ago. I, Marine Corps deems I'm good enough to be a first sergeant. So hopefully I can provide a little bit of information. Absolutely. Um, Agreed. I'm so, what we're going to talk about. So the young Marines at, at the lowest level possible want to know, obviously, right, we all deal with stressors. We all deal with whether it be Marine Corps stressors or outside stressors, life stressors, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right, but we all deal with it. And the one thing that is common for all of us people, not just Marines, right, people, is we experience toxic leadership at different mm-hmm. levels in our career, uh, at different points in our career, right, whether it be at McDonald's or a first Army Marine Corps, right? Um, let's start with the definition, or your definition, right? Because there's no, there's no right or wrong answer. There's a Webster's Dictionary di- uh, answer for yeah. it, but I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for a personal, uh, personal definition of toxic leadership to you. That's uh, yeah, that's that's difficult to me because you know toxic leadership can be intentional and can be unintentional. Uh, a lot of people don't know they're being toxic, and, and then uh, quite a few people know they're being toxic. So it's something that you and I kind of pulled off the depot is when you have someone, a, a person that's having issues, they kind of fall into two categories for me. It's whether they're willing or whether they're capable. If you have someone who's capable and he's not willing, that's malicious. And and to me, that, that becomes a, a level of toxic leadership in this case, that it, it's malicious toxic leadership. It's something that they don't they know they're doing and they're, they're doing it on purpose. They're, they're using, whether it's their rank or their position to their advantage to, I don't know, to get them off with this little Napoleon complex, this power, this power trip. I, I don't know where that comes from, but then there's willing 
and not capable. I think as the Marine Corps evolves and we reach ebbs and flows within the Marine Corps or just in pure life, people have to get promoted. Also, people have to leave, but people do have to get promoted. And and sometimes we do find ourselves in a juxtaposition based off of the, the construct of, of, of numbers where we don't necessarily agree with the people getting promoted or they get promoted too soon. We see that a lot with meritorious promotions, whether it's junior Marines looking up to a sergeant who's toxic or a staff sergeant who's toxic. I think they're willing to be a leader. They're just not capable in that moment because they lack the skills uh, to, to be a good leader. Um, so there's onus on the, the senior leadership to, to identify and take care of that. But yeah, so what is toxic leadership? I think it's any type of leadership style that ends up hurting uh your subordinates in a way they, they, they're having a hard time recover from, mm. have a hard time recovering from, or um, uh, creating a, a virus that, that does that to other people as well. So uh, I know that's a really vague definition on what toxic leadership is, but I can't just come out there and go, Oh, it's bad. You know what I mean? So, but it is, it, it is, it's just bad people doing bad things or, people doing bad things and they don't realize they're doing them. Interesting. Is, is the yeah. organization, can the organization, whatever organization, not just, you know, yeah. we're obviously Marines. So any organization, any, any organization, is that the organization's mm-hmm. fault as a whole or is that just people no. as a whole? No, I think, I think when you deal with something like the Marine Corps and as diverse as it is, you have 167,000 different people coming from 167,000 different ways of life. I mean, the way people live in Illinois is different from the way we'd live in Massachusetts or the way you live in California. And I get that. So we, we break it down into a little bit more specific cultures, but you have 167 ish, give or take on any given day, thousand different people. They're not all taught how to be leaders as, as I mean, the majority of our forces, what, 21 years of age. They came into the Marine Corps when they're 18, 17 years old. They barely know how to be a, a grown human being. Mm. Um, parents do what they could. Even if you come from a decent household, parents do what you can up until 17, 18, and then they come over here, and they're, 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 they're now the responsibility of someone who was in that situation, what, five, six, ten years ago, depending on what level of leadership we want to talk about. So it's, uh, it can be very quickly a situation where blind is leading the blind. And that is the, I'm willing, but I'm not capable. However, you do have people that come in a little older and they're they're aggressive. So there's what it is. So you were talking about blind leading the blind. Is that, um, Mm. is that why maybe you went the first time right? Because you did say, Mm. you know, earlier today, earlier this morning, on this couple minutes ago. Well, because I think we overcomplicate leadership and it was, it was a passion of mine to just be a good dude. I mean, I I think a lot of us have heard that. They go, what's the rule? What's the rule? What's the rule? Well, the rule is just be a good dude or do that. You know, just be a good person. If you don't have the moral background to be a good person, then you have no business being a leader. That's the capable and not willing piece, right? So is that, Uh, hold on, is that, is that, is that what right looks like to you? Or is that a general basis (sighs) statement? Like that's what right looks like? It's what's worked for me. Being a good person, treat unto, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, goes a long way. Now, uh, yeah, I come from a faith background. I'm Christian through and through. Um, so I do have a foundation in which I lead. Right. 
and and I do have a way that I'm to treat people, and I do understand what servitude is, and I know what you know. A lot of people think leadership is power, but leadership is not power. Leadership is responsibility. It's it's servitude. It's actually uh, if if you if you see the product of it and you find joy in the product, it can be joyful. But servitude is not joyful. It's hard work. Yeah. It sucks a lot. Yeah, but you got to find, you have to find the joy in it. You have to find the joy in that product. And when people come up to you and they appreciate where your leadership is. So I don't think that that is by de- none of thing, nothing that I'm saying is going to be by definition, what Webster's dictionary is going to say, but yeah, for me, this is what is worth. And for me, this is what it is. Interesting. Um, yeah. I know that firsthand we've experienced a little bit of toxic, toxic leadership, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, a couple years back, right? And how did you learn? How did you learn from those experiences, right? Because I would say, and I'm just being frank here, a lot of alpha males, uh, females, alpha males, and females go to the depot, right? And because mm-hmm. you're alpha, you think at least you think you're alpha, right? Uh, yeah. It creates a, a little bit of an imbalance. And again, the organization, I don't think it's at fault. The people are right. And so when we go there, we experience a little bit of a rough around the edges, so to speak, people. And again, you saying blindly in the blind, they might be the those 22-year-old devil dogs that yeah. are, you know, on paper, good to go. And mm-hmm. they presented a product, and the Marine Corps is saying as a product, as an organization, you seem to fit the part of a whatever job that you do. And uh, we've experienced firsthand. In those situations, how did you come from this now to where you're at now how did that how did those experiences help you because i'm just going to be honest with you every single drone cycle tell you that is a perfect place to learn about toxic leadership and i'm gonna be honest it is yeah you learn it real firsthand right away especially on your first cycle you just learn it it's just it's not even it's on purpose it's it's almost accidental right but how did those firsthand experiences help you mold you as as well as as now uh a newly promoted first sergeant, you know, at a brand new unit, yeah. Okinawa, Japan. Yeah. So first, like the Marine Corps has this unique issue where it loves the way it makes Marines, but the depot, you know, it's, it's why we bring psychology into drill instructor school. When we talked about the Dr. Z's uh, uh, prison study uh, that he did in, in, mm. in at that, uh, Stanford university, like it's hard to get the product the Marine Corps wants and not have this fishbowl of toxicity yeah. because we do send the best of the best we put well, the best we possibly can find and, and send to the depot uh, to be drill instructors, to make the next generation of Marines. I think the, the, the problem is, is that, and you've seen the Marine Corps pay a lot of attention to it. I wouldn't say the problem. The, the Marine Corps definitely understands that that is a very fragile ecosystem at the, at the depot. And that's why you see the Marine Corps pay a lot of attention to it all the time. I mean, we used to get visited by the commandant and the sergeant of the Marine Corps, Twice a year, twice a year on the dot, they would always come down, check up on the depot because it is a very fragile ecosystem of of of, of how we build a recruit into a marine and how we uh, take guys and girls that that are just four years into the Marine Corps and we allow them to literally take control of 92 people. Um, so that's that's a tough thing for the Marine Corps to take care of in itself. And then good and bad leaders, obviously, that that evolves the way it evolves, but every leader, regardless of whether they're good or bad, is an example. 
and there's somebody that you can put in your toolbox what they've done in your toolbox and either choose to do things that they did or choose to not do the things that they did. So, yeah, I ran into uh, toxic leaders, both peers and, um, uh, you know, senior leaders in the company. Um, they were just checks in the box of the things that I didn't want to become and the things that I didn't want to do. It made me want to push even harder to not repeat those same things. So, you know, when I ran a team on the depot, I didn't do the things that I had done to me by senior drill instructors or chief drill instructors or even company first runners. I didn't do those things because those things were immature and they were stupid. And they made that very clear when I had to go through those. So we have to make a decision too, not to repeat the problem. Um, and that's based on maturity. Hmm. If you're not able to make those mature decisions, I hope Monday you either grow from that or, you know, again, the process does work. You're weeded out. So, Good and bad examples are both examples. I think it just takes time, right? You reap what you sow for sure, especially in any organization you join, you reap what you sow. So everything always come, you know, to the fold, so to speak. But that definitely goes into my next point. Um, It it does exist within the ranks. You said it yourself. It did it with the peers. You did it with your peers, your superiors in billet, right, at the company level. Throughout the Marine Corps, I think, where, where have you seen it the most? in your short time in the Marine Corps? It is short compared to others, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been in the Marine Corps 16 years, um, and I think you're, it's, there's an even spread as, as you go through the ranks. Um, I will say this, and, and I know that there may be those that disagree with it, but as I've become a first sergeant, I've had nothing but good experiences so far. Mm. Now, I know and I have met people that, are uh, toxic, and I have met people that that just have these bad attitudes. But we do run into a situation at first aren't or mass aren't where we start to get guys that are on the uh, verge of retirement. So how much effort they put, put towards people other than themselves tends to to um, dwindle, right? And that's what leadership's about. But you also just have crappy people. Um, no, so. Look, I, I, going to first arm school, um, and 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 we're, we are trained and we're given the information to to know what right and wrong looks like. Um, I know for a fact the Marine Corps is going in a direction to remove this toxic, uh, even in my community as first arm major, uh, this toxicity that that lingers amongst hey. Uh, or that has lingered amongst sergeants major and first sergeants where we're all competing for a fit rep or uh, you have senior guys that won't allow junior uh, first sergeants or junior sergeants major, um, you know, talk to them or ask them questions. Again, I think that those are the majority of those things are things of the past. Uh, It's definitely not what's being preached at higher headquarters when you go to these uh, larger schools. Um, so I think that the organization as a whole is doing its best to, to to eliminate the human factor, which is just being a bad person sometimes, right? Yeah. So that's good. That's good. So, what type of influence are you provided at the school that you're gonna, if you're provided any, what type of influence you're gonna provide as a first sergeant in Okinawa, Japan? What what type of influence have you provided in terms of helping Marines against toxic leadership right 
before first art and how do you see yourself helping those same people or individuals moving forward through now the new the new rank that you wear on your collar yeah so i said before like there's 167 ish thousand people in the marine corps um a large percentage of that over half is is junior enlisted mm-hmm. um i think what the marine corps has written down perfectly is talent management and it just needs to be executed because talent management is hard to do um black and white it takes a good person it takes a good leader to actually push the program through so uh, you'll have incidences where um, young Marines maybe just aren't hacking it in 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 a community. They're they're they did initially through basic training, but as uh, more training comes through or 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 more advanced training comes through, it becomes complicated. It becomes something that they're they either don't have the passion for, or they're not capable of doing anymore. Um, instead of throwing those Marines uh, at the chow hall on a FAP time and time again. Instead of throwing those Marines and, and, and where we put our trash, quote, unquote, yeah, um, why are we not counseling, recycling, reclassing, or, or administratively separating for the good of the human being? Uh, some, some people being a Marine was easy through boot camp, and now they hit the fleet, and being a Marine is just not, it, it's, it's not exactly what, not what they thought, because I'm not worried about necessarily what you think all the time. It's, it's not what they're capable of doing. Mm. Um, if we run into those cases, we have to be better leaders in managing that talent, cutting, not cutting losses, but understanding maybe the best thing for this person is to do a different job in the Marine Corps or not to be in the Marine Corps at all. But that takes hard work. And sometimes we stray away from the hard work. Yeah. We have to do the hard work and we have to do the hard work for the betterment of the human being. Yeah. Or maybe it just takes a lot of, mentorship and that's difficult too because the individual the onesies the twosies that we're having issues with they do drain a lot of focus from the majority and if you have a hundred hundred and twenty man company and your first arm so and so sitting up there and your your attention's drained to the one or two issues i mean that's what you get paid for that's that's the best thing i could say interesting so do you consider what you wear on your collar uh at the forefront of your leadership or is it just some roles and responsibilities that you have to fill as a more senior dude? I think that being a first sergeant, right? The Marine Corps is a, 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 a huge advocate for customs and courtesies, man. You, you know, you've, you've heard it through your entire career. There is a legacy I have to live up to as a first sergeant. There is an example that I have to set, a baseline example that I have to set that the Marine Corps wants me to set as a first sergeant. Um, I do have to lead by example. I do have to live with honor, with courage, with commitment. I know that sounds corny, but like, it's really that simple. And that's simplicity sometimes brings out the corniness, but it's that simple. You have to live with honor. You have to live with courage. You have to live with commitment. Um, so there's a legacy about being a first sergeant. So yeah, it is something on my collar that I want to live up to. I don't want to let my community down, but it's bigger than that. It's me. I don't want to stand in front of my God one day and answer to him about how, how poorly or badly I treated somebody Hmm. or how you use that rank on your collar to take advantage of somebody. Uh, It's bigger than the Marine Corps. It always is. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than the Marine Corps. It's bigger than anything. It's, 
it's humanity. Like, and that's, I guess, where the passion comes from. That's where the willingness to live up to the legacy comes from. Is that's the driving force. Yeah. It's humanity. Interesting. So I know that it'll never go away. I know that. Mm-hmm. And it's always going to be there. What are some tools that you can provide the young folks that are listening to you right now? And, and it may be the ones that want to be in your shoes eventually. Maybe the ones that are going to go mm-hmm. the other way. Mass aren't right. A technical expert. Mm-hmm. Provide some tools, maybe some examples of how you tackled this type of leadership, right? Obviously, you can't pinpoint. You can't name yeah. it with one person. But give them, give them some tools. Like how can how can you better prepare yourself as an individual in that situation? Yeah. You know, if if you rem- and I know some of these people listening are eighteen, hmm. nineteen years old. They've so probably been through very little. My demographic, actually, the funny you talk about, are twenty eight to thirty five. <laughs> my demographic. Well, good. So then they know what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, life moves on. I know that that is a cookie cut cutter answer. Wow. Life moves. I'm on. definitely writing my next I mean, question down. Yep. We have the most significant events in our life. But like, look at if it's a death of a family member, um, if it's a, if it's a, a divorce. Hmm. Um, look, I love my wife to death, and she lost her mother uh, a little less than ten years ago. But it, the pain is still there. The, hmm. the, the 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 gap is is still there. Um, what has filled that gap is how close her siblings have gotten over the mourning of her mother. Now, I won't say she's ever going to get over her mom, but life has moved on. And she deals with her mother's passing a lot better today, obviously, as as, as she did when her mother passed. Mm. It's the same thing when you encounter these negative people that, that do have power over you, um, that do have a position over you. It's a, it, it's, it, it's a willingness to, to be involved in that situation, do the best you can to make the best of it for yourself and for those around you, um, but also take notes. Take notes. You might be taking notes for a couple of years. We, I, you know, my timelines with leadership don't always match up perfectly, right? I have a two-year time uh, here at, at Third Reconnaissance. Uh, that doesn't match up perfectly with the young Lance Corporal. That Lance Corporal probably is out of here in the next six months to a year and a half. And I'm out of here probably in comparison to others in the next year and a half year when they come. So you don't have to put up with somebody for an entire three years all the time. But it's a good time to take notes and and, and know what you don't want to do in the future. On top of that, um, when, when it does end, understand that you had a direct influence over your subordinates. So no matter what, the, 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 it could be the Commandant or the Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps does to you, you as a lower level leader, as a Lance Corporal, a Corporal, a Sergeant, a Staff I mean, you can go on as a Staff Sergeant. I have control over my company. So if my Sergeant Major wants to be toxic, if my Battalion Commander wants to push down toxic guidance, toxic leadership, I am the filter. I am the system. I can affect my company. So I, I tell corporals and sergeants all the time, like, you only have as much power as you take. So I tell them, like, you affect your platoons. If I'm toxic, 
yeah, they're going to feel it, but they're, they're going to feel it twice or three times as much if every sergeant and every staff sergeant is toxic as well. Um, that's why we have to take notes. We have to continue to be ourselves in the best way possible and be the best people we can be to our subordinates because you're going to face that toxic leadership. You're right. It's not going away. Interesting. That's good. You were, uh, you mentioned life goes on, right? Yeah. Life goes on. It, it's very important that we understand as adults, right? Whether you're 18, 35, 25, 47, you know, however long you're in, in this organ gun club, right? You got to understand that mm-hmm. you're right. We do rotate every three years or two years or depending on the contract, however long mm-hmm. you rotate for. But when do we say something or we just yeah. let it happen and let it happen and take notes and take yeah. notes. And then at what point is it our responsibility is to say, stop. That's enough, man. Like behind yeah. closed doors, dude, like you ain't being a good dude right now, dog. Like that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? At what point, yeah. at what, what, what breaks the camel's back, so to speak? Yeah. For you, no. <laughs> for you, for you. So I think that for most people, that's easier to do, stand up and say something wants their peer group. A lot of other people kind of feel helpless as, in my case, I know that the Lance Corporal is not going to walk into my office. And then he may. And, and if I come into the Lance Corporal that's, that's willing to walk in my office and tell me I'm being a, a terrible human being, like, good on him. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> Like you could see people standing up for what's right among their peers. Here's the thing. I got peers too. There are far fewer of my peers, but I have peers too. If we're holding our peers accountable, if, if, if the good person is standing up within their peer group, all levels of leadership should be taken care of for the most part. Hmm. Unless you just have a terrible unit where every single first sergeant, every single mass sergeant, it's just a terrible human being. I mean, yep, that's that's a possibility. However, um, more times than not, it, there's there's a bad egg. There's a or a couple bad eggs. We won't it, be specific in that. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta stand up amongst your peer group, and mm-hmm. I think that that's gonna take take all of those levels. So yeah, but and also to remember, like we're all adults. If you can't have an adult conversation with somebody. That's the first step. Okay, cool. It's not received well, um, and you and you want and you want to keep up with the traditions of the Marine Corps. You don't want to belittle this leader in front of the Marines because you can cause other problems. We we have to know that the Marine Corps does put things in place to level the playing field to address issues. And I, I don't want to get into those cookie cutter issues like IG this and request mass that. I mean, we we all know those. We get those classes all the time. But I want to talk about the human, you know, perspective to all this is like stand up, be a good dude, be a good example. And if you've got someone who's acting pretty shitty to pull them aside and go, you're, you're behaving, you're like, you're, you're out of your mind. Um, that's going to do a lot. And then dig into why that person is being that way. Hmm. A lot of times there's, there's other things that are happening behind the scenes that we take into work, divorce. Uh, you know, we, we lose someone in our lives and we're going through a mourning period and we're not necessarily the best version of ourselves. Like the Marine Corps is a human business. We've got to, we've got to think, uh, on the human factor before we do anything black and white. You got to think on the human factor. Yeah. Uh, Does that, does that make you, so this is my next point here. I didn't share this Mm -hmm. point with you, but 
Uh, yeah. is, is that the difference between a good and a great Marine? Or a good and a great person, right? Just a person. Because we're obviously, when before we caught in this organization, we're people, humans, right? And after we leave, we're still humans, right? People. We're still people. Huh. So is that the difference between a good person and a great person? It, or is First that... Point, your questions are too good. You're asking really good questions. Um, Here, let me elaborate yeah, a little bit. Let me break it down a little bit more, right? Go ahead. So when I talk about a good person... You know, yeah. you see, you say, yeah, we're just going to rotate out. You know, my at my level, I can affect this. Mm-hmm. I'm a good person. I'm not going to say anything because I'm a good, yeah. reasonable person. But on the flip side, does that make you a great person? Right. Because let's use an example. Let's We've all went to high school with well, the majority of us had to. Right. Or at least got a GED. But high school. Right. I'm walking through the hall. You see that one person that just hangs out with himself all the time, right? And you, everybody has their clicks. The good person says, you know, I won't talk about him or her, even though they are. I'll keep my mouth shut because it's not right. Then I'll move it on, right? Or the great person says, I walk up to her or him and say, how's it going, man? I can see out of the corner of my eye or I can see that this is happening to you. Let me stop and give you some time. Yeah. Is that the different? Is that the yeah. same? Is that what you're talking about here between a good and great Marine, right? Eh, we'll just rotate out and not say anything. I'll, I'll, I'll handle it at my level. It's respectable. I'm commendable. I'm a, I'm a reasonable guy. Yeah. Or is it between a great Marine? Hey, look, dude, I know this is going on with you. Dog, this is not. This ain't it. Yeah. Because so we're all men at the end of the day, person, right? Yeah. No, you're 100% right. Well, I mean, we learned this uh, within the pipeline, man. Mm. The goal is to make a Marine, but to make a good Marine, to bring them back into civilization, right? The civilian sector as a better person. So being a good Marine, being a good person, that's synonymous. Being a great Marine, being a great person is also synonymous. There's different levels of good, different levels of great. But what we can't do is belittle how powerful being a simply a good person can be to other people. Hmm. And, and yeah, it, it, it could easily be taken as this corny answer to all of our problems. Like, Oh, I got to just be a good dude. Yeah. That's powerful. Like you can just be a good dude (laughs) and you can really fix so much out there. You can really just be a good person and save someone from committing suicide. It it is that powerful. It really is. So we can belittle it. Not saying you did, but like listeners out there, you can, you can belittle it and you can say, no, that's not, there, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. Yeah, there is more. There's a million and one different ways to, to, to do anything. Yeah. I'm telling you that what is working for me and what I'm saying is most effective thing in my 16 years is being a good person and serving other people, realizing this is not about me. I did not pick up first art to better myself, right? Maybe that's 10%. I do want a retirement. I do want to stay in the long haul. I do want to make my retirement. I, I, I do want to live as a retired human being comfortably. And I do want the legacy of being a Marine. I do want a legacy of being a Marine Corps SAR major one day. Of course, there's a percentage of that that is for me, but that's not the majority. The 99% of the reason why I stay in, the reason why I decided to do the, 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 the career is for everybody else. Um, waking up for me, ran up, ran out like Sergeant Corporal. The time where I had to think about reenlisting, if I woke up for myself, 
that very next day, when it came time to re-enlist, I was just going to be going through the motions, nine to five, through mm. the second enlistment. And then we all know that if you hadn't had the come to Jesus moment about waking up for yourself by that eight year mark, now you're just you're just a, a zombie going through the next twelve years of your career at minimum. Yeah, you have to wake up for something bigger than you, and it has to be the people around you. So yes, I don't want to belittle how how powerful being a good person is, and really focus on what being a good dude is versus being a great dude, or or what being a good marine is versus being a great marine. You become a great Marine by being a good Marine. You become a great person by being a good person. It will evolve. You will, when you start, when you start molding your focus into other people and, and just living by those basics, mm -hmm. you become the advanced version of yourself and you will become an unbelievable human being, an unbelievable Marine. If we just live by, by what I've seen is just to be a good person to start. Anybody can do it. I think that's why I use that to start. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good, Will. So I yeah. just some quick uh, little side notes, right? You, as a as a leader, I think we could both agree we got to figure out why people want to be here, right? Yeah. That's the first. I think that's the first step. As seen more senior, right? You're more senior than I am. I'm a, I'm relatively mm -hmm. new in this gun club still. I think 13 years of active service is not enough for me to say I am a good leader. I am a developing yeah. leader. Right. And I, as an individual, as Israel, as a man, I have my flaws. Right. But it's all we got to figure out why people want to be here. And and second yeah. is you got to think of, you know, I hate using kids. I hate using brothers and sisters, moms and dads as an analogy. But we used it in San Diego yeah. and it worked really well. Right. We use that kind of thinking. Right. If if my peers, Lance Copas and below are just my brothers and sisters. Right. I never really hung yeah. out with my big brother as corporals and sergeants, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. My my big brother didn't want me to, I didn't want my little brother around me. I know that, yeah. right? Because he was kind of embarrassing. I don't want to freak, go hang out with your little friends, yeah. dude. Like, this is like big bro world, right? You, you'll get there eventually, right? And then you yeah. think of staff NCOs and officers as moms and dads. I, I hate to use this analogy, but it, it works well, is then you got moms and dads, right? You're not listening to your big brother? Oh, that's your fault, homie, like, what do you want me to do? He told you to clean your room and you did it and now he's mad at you? Like, how is that my problem, right? You, he went through yeah. your room this other day and you had trash in there? You know, as a parent, I'm telling you to take out trash and you don't do it. It's kind of like, okay, well, your big brother got it, right? But anyways, yeah. as I, as I, as I explain this is you got to think, right? And we're in a position when you're going to have a, a, a kid pretty soon, right? Yes, a child? Yeah. Um, I have when, a 12 year old and I'm going to have a daughter. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, mm -hmm. and when, when do you love your kids? All the time. Oh, right. All the time. All the time. Pretty basic. Yeah. I know, right. It's, it's, uh, I hope you, I was hoping you said the right answer cause this would have been bad otherwise. Yeah. But like, always uh, when they're behaving. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you love your kids always, right? There's always times where you don't, you feel like you don't. But that's just, yeah. that's a feeling, but you always love your kids, yeah. right? When do you love Marines? Yeah. Always. Yeah. It, it, same thing with the brother thing, Yeah. right? So you always love your brothers and your sister. You, you might have to take the mature mentorship role with your younger siblings. And so, I mean, some people have that construct where they're the older sibling and they have to take, like my, 
my brother has, has delved into the world of drugs for, for as long as I could have remembered. And he, he struggles with that. Uh, he's recovering. Um, he's definitely not a mentor and I'm not trying to crap on my brother. I love my brother very, very much, but I know that I am a mentor to him as his younger brother. And I'm almost 10, 15 years younger than he is. Yeah. Um, so mentorship comes in many different ways, shapes and forms. It's not dictated by age. It's not dictated by uh, position over anyone. I learn things from my Marines every single day. Like, I mean, walk into the recon community. You think I know how recon does do recon? And I have no idea, which makes it so much more important to be humble and to like be willing to be a sponge and learn about their life. Their community is, is awesome. Uh, the, the customs and, courtesies the traditions that they do you definitely have to to learn that be part of the family <laughs> yeah, right yeah, yeah. um but it's look we gotta go back like the Marine Corps is a family it really is it's a, it's, a, it's a family when I go see a peer of mine I shouldn't feel like I'm stiff-armed I shouldn't feel like I'm the stranger in the room I should feel like I've been embraced with open arms yeah. when I got to my battalion there was a peer of mine who's been there for six months who took me in as if I knew him for 15 years hmm. like that is that's what this is about this, to embrace each other like brothers and sisters to 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 love each other the way you love your family to love your brothers your sisters your mothers your father you know all of it that's good man that's what it's about yeah it, it's and it's brilliance in the basics that it token is. you know that token that token little phrase that we hear yeah. or the young marines don't hear right or they don't know, but it is brilliance in the basics, man. It's just, are you gonna, are you gonna talk to me like that or what? Like, is that what you expect out of me? Because if that yeah. is, then I'll give it to you. I'll just give it to you a whole yeah. lot better. You know what I mean? Like, look, if if you don't want me calling you a bitch, I suggest you don't call other people bitches, <laughs> right? And it's it, it's, I know that that's funny, and I know that there's there's something to that, but like, some people have to hear that. If you don't want me. Talking about, you know, talking about women a certain way, too. Like, that's something I don't do. That doesn't make me any less of a man because I don't talk about women inappropriately in the workplace. Yeah. Or, or because I don't like that locker talk. Even if my door's closed, I'm just hanging with my, 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 my peers and my friends. I don't like talking that way. There's yeah. a million and other one different subjects to talk about rather than the most disgusting of them, which is, you know, how, how we choose to treat uh, women or guys women like you know and their friends and what they choose to say about other guys like it's just not only is it not welcome it doesn't belong in this organization and 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 i i hope there are more people like me that are willing to get rid of those negatives yeah those negatives are toxic yeah they, they don't build brotherhood they don't build sisterhood they don't build camaraderie they tear it down that's true because now you're second guessing what the quality of that human being is and shoot, maybe you, you know, apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You're just a group of terrible people doing, doing a bunch of terrible things. But you will eventually get caught. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you this right now. You will eventually get caught. That's true. Your, your, your pinnacle will stop. And, and there's got to be faith in that too. That's good. That's good. Well, I, I appreciate you taking, again, yeah, I appreciate you taking time yeah. to come on this, on this, on this session. Um, you talk about locker talk. Locker room talk. This ain't locker room talk. This mm -hmm. is pit talk, homie. This is what we talk about yeah, in the pits. Yeah. Well, you know, pew, pew, pew. for sure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. I appreciate you taking the time, Will. And um, again, ladies and gentlemen, toxic leadership is not going to go away. 
We can better wow. we can better prepare ourselves, give ourselves our tools, ask the right questions. And if you don't know the questions, just ask the question in general. I'm sure yeah. I'm sure the question that you ask is not it might sound dumb to you, but it'd be it'd be well, you know, appropriate excuse me, it'll be appropriate for somebody else. And it that might be appropriate for somebody else. So I think you should definitely ask the question if you don't know, you don't know, but you don't get fed if you don't ask, right? The kids don't eat if they don't say nothing. Sure, I'm obliged to make morning lunch and dinner, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But on the weekends, if you ain't say nothing, I'm sleeping. And I'm having my coffee with my wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if you ain't say nothing, I ain't going to cook you on the weekends. You know how to make a bowl of cereal every once in a while. Right? You need to preface that you have older kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm you sorry. You need to tell people, hold on. I, I got, have older kids. I they have, they're, they're capable of cooking and, and making food. <laughs> True. I got a fifteen. Like a five-year-old running around starving. <laughs> That's not what that is. Even then, I put a. I bought. I actually, Aria, my youngest, right? You've never met her, actually, huh? No, no. So guess I what? Remember her being a baby. Actually, on on a lighter note, Will, we're pregnant again. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You need to stop. <laughs> That's too many. Oh my word. Oh right. shoot! We, you could have me on another podcast in the future talk about overpopulation. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you the question. Goodness gracious, dude! So yeah, so we had Aria uh, in Hawaii, right? Congratulations. So yeah, thanks, man. So funny thing you talk about is like it's like we weren't expecting any more kids, right? And even though we prayed about it, we you know we did our thing about it. <laughs> we you know in secret we were like, oh, where are we gonna have more kids? And then we, you know, we came to the conclusion as adults, as, as adults, as husband and wife, like, if it does, it does. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, but we're okay with that because somebody has a bigger plan for us. Right. And so, you know, and all of a sudden we drank some water in Hawaii, salty water. And sure enough, (laughs) we got pregnant and hold on. (laughs) And she came (laughs) in Hawaii. Right. And. Yeah. I was like, holy mackerel. So Aria has a meaning, right? God answers prayers. That's what her name means. Yeah. Uh, we had to give it to her, right? And we're like, dang, that's crazy. And all of a sudden, ding, 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 ding. You know, when you hit that stupid carnival game, it goes up again. Yeah. yeah. We got pregnant again in Hawaii twice. So the water must have yeah. been good, right? So it must have been good. Okay. Well, also, let's have power in the basics. <laughs> we, yeah, you know, one plus one is going to equal two. So. <laughs> Yeah, so you know it was it was a blessing even though hawaii in itself the island is very beautiful yeah. right would i go back sure if the marine court tells me to go back right i will gladly go back but if it doesn't i would definitely you know my options are open to other than hawaii i'll yeah. tell you that uh but it it definitely brought its blessings for sure aria and then yeah. my boy that's coming i can't say the name yet because obviously wow. you know how women get with the names and this whole baby thing, but anyways. Oh man, you're doing yeah. you're doing uh, October thirty first. October thirty first. Hey, make sure that yeah. you send me the uh, the baby registry, right? I'll I'll post it on to all the followers. And yeah, we we posted it on on Facebook, but yeah, I'll send you the baby registry. Yeah, absolutely, send sure. it, and then I'm just gonna blast it wide so everybody can buy you something. Oh goodness! I hope somebody oh, buys you something that. that you don't even know. I hope somebody <laughs> buys you something that you don't even know. Right, that person's like an honor. Surprise, my wife. She's out there buying <laughs> pacifiers with with grills and and, and yeah, about to make my daughter look ridiculous. Hey, hey, yeah, for sure. Is this is her first, right? This is my wife's first child. Oh, and it's a girl. Girl, 
Oh, you're going to yeah. be wrapped around. You are going to be wrapped around. You oh, for me. sure. No, this this is a good thing for me. I need to be taken care of for the rest of my life. I worry for her, but I'm good. Like <laughs> we're, we are we are solid. Yeah. Daddy's girl. I'm going to I'm wrapping myself around her finger. We're oh, good. nice. Nice. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Are you getting a or are you <laughs> Are you going for some more know. later I on? Think, I think no, we're going to have one more. I think we're going to try for one more. That's good. Again. Don't be selfish. God's plan. Don't be selfish. Oh, we'll see. It's a, if, if you're, we're talking spiritual, I'm, even, I'm pretty sure he says I go out. I'm pretty sure he says go out and multiply. That's what he says. And you're not doing yeah. that. You're being selfish. I'm, I'm gonna, just saying. I'm going to multiply good leaders. <laughs> he wasn't very specific. He would just say go out and multiply. I'm going to multiply good leaders. I'm going to multiply good people. I'm going to have a, I'm going to put my fingerprint on people rather than uh, have kids. I mean, I like kids, but I also don't like your kids. I don't like anybody's <laughs> kids. No. Oh yes. No, I, I think I think we're limiting to the amount of kids. Uh, but just we're older, and not older, but you are older. You know, you're like forty three already. 50. I'm not forty three. I'm thirty four years old. Thirty five. No, you're like not. That. You say thirty four, yeah. thirty five, something mm-hmm. like that. Thirty four. Yeah. You are not thirty four. You look like you're forty four. Just. December twenty seventh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, you still have the same hairstyle as San Diego. It's weird. You didn't get a new one. Well, no. The Lord <laughs> told me that I was not allowed to grow any more hair, and being is it that I have to abide by direct orders. Nah, I can't grow hair, man. It's nice though. I save money. It's like a razor blade versus a fifteen dollar haircut. So. True, true. Yeah, it's this comb over thing since San Diego hasn't gone away either. So, um, but that's yeah, not here. Yeah, it is. I have full lock, full head of hair. No, no. I think it's all there in the back. But uh, that's good, though. I, uh, I'm glad. Again, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, First Iron Williams of Horak. Uh, we met in San Diego, yeah. obviously, right? And we've been friends ever since. And uh, hopefully you send me your baby registry. That would be great because I would like to purchase I will. No, I will, I will. I will right after this. And uh, oh, quick response. I like that. I like that. So I know to come to for a quick response. Hey, uh, hey, add me on Microsoft Teams for the 89, 89 game. You know what I mean? I can't do that. Oh, <laughs> you little... You, oh, I see what you're doing here. I don't, I don't rate. It's okay, I don't rate. You can request. I can request. <laughs> now, do all event, what, hey, look, if you pick up first sergeant or you're in a billet where you need it, uh, they are more than willing to add anybody who needs to be added to that, uh, to be added to that. Oh, nice. So it's a lifesaver. The sergeant's major who... Who run that and organize that are um, they're angels amongst men. <laughs> like you want to talk about doing a lap move in, in your mid thirties uh, and then trying to just figure it out. Yeah, that's that's uh, what being a first sergeant's all about. First sergeant school does an amazing job. I mean, like it was, I wish it was longer and it was a, it was a fun time to be alive. But it, there's nothing like it but uh, trial by fire. So uh, that 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 chat and and um, all the stuff I've collected over the years was was money. Yeah. Save the stuff that you have collected over the years. Save it. <laughs> you're going to need it. Yeah. That's good. Well, hey, man, again, I appreciate you taking the time to come on this podcast and talk about your experience with toxic leadership, right? Anytime. And ladies and gentlemen, it's never going to go away, but we can better talk about it. We can better have, better have or excuse me, not better have, we can have, communi- we can communicate better in terms of how we can tackle toxic leadership, right? Because it's never going to go away, ladies and gentlemen. It just, you got to keep moving. You got to keep it moving. Keep it moving. Just get yourself some tools or a better, a better hoe, you know, to dig. 
right? Those types yeah. to dig. And um, yeah. I just... You did, That's corny. <laughs> you need to press a button for that. Press whatever... <laughs> Wow, wow. There it is. Oh, my bad. That was terrible. <laughs> All lost right. like 20 followers, 20,000 followers, whatever you have. Whatever. I, very small, but <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, again, this is First Arms of Horak. <laughs> is there anywhere they can uh, reach you at? Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all that, you know, LinkedIn, whatever the case may be? I'll tell you, I can put out all my handles that I showed you earlier. I have no idea how to find these things. But uh, if you search my last name, Zahorik, Z-A-H-O-R-A-K, you will definitely find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and I have Twitter, but I don't use it, but Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Those are the main ones. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Hey, but again, ladies and gentlemen, it, it'll be on my uh, links below. So if you, if you let's take this session out, it'll be in the links below. Drop a like, subscribe, you know, if you like what you hear and then comment. That's what we need. Comment. We need some more constructive criticism, right? What where can we better uh, give to the young Marines that are listening, right? And funny talk about demographics. Demographics. Twenty five to thirty five. That's a it's the sergeants and above, I think. Maybe the staff and COs. No, it it, it is sergeants uh, and staff and COs, uh, new staff and COs. Uh, look, you may not agree with everything I said, and that is perfectly fine. That's the great thing about being a hundred, you know, so so diverse in the Marine Corps. Yeah, just make sure that the Marines are coming up to you, and and a good litmus test as to whether or not you're being a good person or, or doing the right thing as a leader is them coming up to you and thanking you for the person that you are. If that's not happening and you're going home at every nine to five and 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 no one's thanking you and nobody's telling you how big of a difference you're making, you're not doing it right. And if you, if that makes you upset, I'm sorry, but. Mm. Uh, your litmus test is the Marines. Yeah. Period. That's good. Somebody said, I don't, I can't verbatim, remember, verbatim, remember uh, you probably don't know him, but retired now for Sergeant Randall Parks. Uh, he's going to come on I pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. He's going to come on uh, probably next mm-hmm. week or the week before after that. But um, yeah. he, uh, he said something that stayed with me. I can't remember verbatim, but you know if you're making a, a long lasting impact when you bring it in and nobody's saying anything. You know yep, what I mean? Because you're listening. <laughs> yep, because you're listening. Yep. Um, and, that, and, and a second part to that, too, is that when you're done talking, they're participating. You're getting that, that full loop of communication, that feedback. Your Marine should feel comfortable coming up to you. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying gone are the days where the first sergeant is, is, is this, this relic of a human being that nobody wants to approach or bring. You know, you should have. The reason that existed is because we had levels of leadership that the Marines trusted. We have to continue to to project that into the future. You have to continue at every single letter, level to be an unbelievable leader, a good person, uh, so that those Marines don't have to go to their first sergeant. They don't have to go to their staff sergeant. Their problems are taken care of at their level. Um, and they're bringing things to you that, that, that need your attention, that need yeah. your focus. So, again, Marines are the true test of whether or not you're doing your job, whether or not you're being that good person that I speak about. Hey, hey, we'll talk after, but uh, again, yeah, thanks for coming on. How did you feel about coming on, though? You're nervous, anytime, nervous, no, any, no, no, any, anytime. This is dude, I was the depot voice for a year and a half, <laughs> 5,000 people staring at me. I, I have no problem doing this stuff. This is fun, 
Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks, Gwo. I appreciate you taking time again. Right. La- ladies and gentlemen, this has been Pit Talk. This is Pit Talk Pulling Pits and Opinions with your host, Gunny G. And we out. Yeah. Shooters, you are now in your prep time. Your prep time has ended. With the magazine of 15 rounds, make it to just one weapon. Is the line ready? The line is ready. Shooters, firing five rounds in a time limit of 60 seconds. Stand by. Contact. Featuring active service members to discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and history. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of Defense and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, viewer discretion device.